Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode... One, three, nine. This week on Toy Power, we hit up a number of different segments. We've got show and tell, latest scores, reading, watching, playing, and a super special Patreon quiz. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Ahoy, ahoy. And a very special guest, our one of our very, very top-tier Patreons, Scotty. G'day, fellas. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, we are awesome good. And if you here. if you are playing at home, Scotty also goes by Matt L on the Patreon page. Discord, yeah. And this is one of those names that really got us. I think Frank was just saying <laughs> Matt L. Yeah, I you was, didn't make the connection no, that no, it was a pseudonym really for quite some I time. Just, you know, I mean, what's next if we have a Patreon sign on whose name is Has and. And bro or bro has, like, I don't know. It'll take me forever to get it. Yeah. Well, Scotty, you do know the Toy Power tradition of coming on the show. We do hit you up with a get to know you. Oh, yeah. So we do have a couple of questions. The first one is, how did you discover the Toy Power podcast? Righto. So earlier this year, I believe it was May, we had the uh, Toy Fair at Marden. Yes. I was walking around, had my eyes out for some vintage masters, and... I spy out the corner of my eye a, an ugly lump of purple plastic and it's Snake Mountain. I head on over there and it had a terrific price on it, 40 bucks. So oh. I snapped it up. Sounds like a Frank price. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I was, I was uber keen. I, when what you, I wanted was a, a backdrop for, for my setup. So yep. Yeah, nice. nice. It was great. When you started with ugly lump, I was waiting. For it. I was just like, well, maybe it was me then. <laughs> So, yeah, at that point there, one of you fellas passed a flyer to me. Yes. They sort of been... sat around the house for three or four weeks, and I'm like, I need something to listen to while I'm doing some chores around the house. Nice. Let's chuck the podcast on, see hey, what it's all about. Yeah, and yeah. I sort of listened to whatever was the most current at the time, maybe 127. It was great. I was cool. hooked, and then I went back as far as I could go and listened <laughs> from the very beginning. Nice. Dedication. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, and flyers still work in this day, in this modern day and age of digital media. <laughs> The well, old the, paper flyer. <laughs> there was a veiled threat attached to the flyer as well. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't that Ben's a salesman when it comes to that sort of stuff. I, yeah. I just I can't do it. That's, I lo- that's my retail years. Yep. <laughs> I love some. I was trying to give out some flyers, and and there were people that you know politely take it, knowing that they're probably never going to listen. But yep. you know, it's just a nice thing you're offering to me. And I had one guy that's just like, nah, no, nah, I'm not into that shit. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he walked off. But but I had a great chat to him about toys. Soon yeah. as it came to to podcasting, it just wasn't his. <laughs> didn't thing. want the but, upsell. Didn't want fries with that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All right, now Scotty, it's time to go back to the, the ripe old age of ten or thereabouts. And let us know what your favourite movie was at the time. Okay, so there's actually two films that I'm going to list here. Uh, A little bit of a story with both of them. So we're going to go back to the summer of 1985. Mm -hmm. It's a way back, folks. It's not a Brian Adams song. So this summer here, my parents sent me to stay with some friends and family who lived in Mount Gambier, which is in the southeast of uh, South Australia. And when I got down there, 
I quickly discovered that Mount Gambia had a single TV channel. <laughs> Very lacking in wow. children's programming. Could so, be a positive. These guys were then good enough to round up an old TV, a VCR, and a handful of videotapes for me. And I sat down and I'm watching these videotapes and one movie comes up and instantly it was... I was in love. It was amazing. <laughs> it was 1981's Flash Gordon. Oh, yes. nice. Wow. Yes, nice. Do you, know, do you know, just on that, I found out the other night, Queen does the Flash Gordon yeah. theme song. Yeah. I did Absolutely. not know that until like two days ago. I did not know that. I'll be honest. I knew of the song uh, first. As I was yeah, a big Queen, Queen fan, fan growing yeah. up. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, it's attached to a movie? Who's this Flash Gordon guy? Yeah. 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 There's sort of four key things to that movie that really struck a chord to me. Uh, the, the campy acting. 10-year-old, love that stuff. The sets, the costumes, bright and beautiful, mm. amazing stuff. As Ben said, the Queen yeah, music yeah. was just yeah. killer. Top yeah. self. Amazing stuff. Uh, and oddly enough, 10-year-old me found Princess Aura rather interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. The, the second yeah. movie, if I may, uh, yeah. uh, similar circumstance. In 1985, my parents decided to relocate the house, or the family. And we moved to a semi-rural location, and for the four, the first four weeks we're there, no television reception. Oh my god! It was hard. <laughs> However, Dad set up the TV and the VCR, and we had three videotapes, two of which had adult shows that kids simply aren't interested in, yep. and the third one had 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yes! yes. And my sister and I binge-watched that program day in, day out for about four weeks. It still resonates so very well. (laughs) You could probably... We could get a dialogue going. You could probably quote the entire film. Is it that level of knowledge? Yeah, it is definitely that level. You put it on in front of me and I can recite it 10 seconds ahead of what's going to happen. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's a good way to condition your kids. You just go, nope, no Netflix, no nothing. This is the only tape or CD or whatever that you have access to. And then they're just going to have to grow up loving that thing. Excuse me, I have to go like adjust the television now because Jack (laughs) Jack needs to learn a few things. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, well, this is going to be fascinating then. So moving on to maybe your favorite toy line. Righto, so I had uh, a dabble of Masters along the way, a lot of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. The primary toy that I had was Kenner Star Wars. Nice. Yeah, three, nice. three quarters. Yep. Yeah, and a bit from the 77 film, heaps from the 80 uh, and a little bit from 83, ships, playsets, stuff like that. And that was just on high rotation. I would make up dioramas. <laughs> create my own scenarios, stories, the whole lot. I lost half the figures, burying them in the dirt in the backyard. All the capes, guns, and accessories got sucked up by the Hoover and Dyson. (laughs) stuff. Some pretty small accessories. Little guns and pistols. Yeah, we had, uh, I've told this story before, but we had the indoor soldier that never made it back from a a play session in the backyard. And Dad went over him with the mower, perfectly camouflaged, and just bits of him were strewn across the backyard. So, Blaze they, of glory. yeah, we did we did lose a lot of those Star Wars figures and bits and pieces. All right, now if you are collecting anything modern, do you have anything that's on your must-have list? And if you're not into the modern stuff, do you have any vintage stuff you want to go back and get? Yeah, okay. In terms of modern, and this is for any of our Patreons uh, over in the states. If you can get your hands on those turtles, Batman. Uh, yes. Oh yes, happy yep. days. Well, we had. A, I think Phil even posted a photo of one. He's just taken a photo of one on the shelf, yeah, and, and I'm just did. like, 
Uh, give yep. me, give me. Like, because we're never going to see them here. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm not a big Turtles fan, but they look amazing. That Batman and, and the Robin and uh, great stuff. Yeah. Love it. Really, really want that. Yeah, nice. Is, is it right they're only produ- releasing like two sets at a time? So two two-packs and then they'll release another? Because I've only really? seen... Um, well, I've only seen uh, Batman and Leo, Leo and... One uh, Robin and whatever. I haven't seen any yeah. photos of people. Oh, the have whole the Definitely haven't things. seen Donnie yet. Yeah, no. I haven't seen Shredder yeah. and, and Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're sort of releasing them two months apart. Yep. Right. Yeah, cool. Yep. Okay, right. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, and I did a quick eBay search, and they are there wasn't a lot on eBay, mm. and they were fetching some pretty big, big dollars. dollars. So yeah, we might we might just give it a bit of time. Maybe the the stores will start to get a bit of stock in, and then maybe we can hit up our. Our patron friends or, mm. or our friends over at Giant Size Team Up Network, yes. they've been very good to us. I know they have been. Um, Chris Wisdom, uh, Phil, all the guys have, have helped us out in the past. So might be worth hitting them up. Mm, all right, nice. we are going to jump into our first segment, which is Show and Tell. Show and Tell. Right, so for this one, what we've got to do is we've got to bring in something from our collections. Can be old, can be modern, doesn't really matter. But the whole point of this is to tell a bit of a story and explain it to our listeners. And Scotty, you're to my left, so we might start with you. I see a a bag of some very cool looking things. What what have we got in that? Okay, so guys, what I've got here is some of the Micro Machines Star Wars. Oh... Uh, sort of accessories, the the vehicles, the ships that were sort of released in the mid-90s. And to me, they're pretty cool. I like them. When I saw them, I had to snap them up, put them in the collection. But the story for me behind these is the the how and the when and where I got these from. Right. So this would be my first job. I'm spending my money from my first paycheck, and this is what I'm aiming at. This is what I want to get. My first job out of school was working in retail, and I was actually lucky enough to get a job at John Martin's. Oh, oh nice. yes. Nice I, name drop. Yeah. <laughs> I got to spend that summer working in the Magic Cave, the Christmas store, and the toy department. No. Oh, Kid you not, dude. not a lie. This is what you, we have to get you back when Darren's back. This is exactly what you were thinking for Darren. He wants to yeah. decorate his house with that uh, red carpet. Red carpet. Yeah. 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 Look, guys, I spent um, hours wandering out of my department into that toy department, having a look around. It's just, it was truly amazing. What year are we talking? What, uh, just to get an idea. So this would be probably 83, sorry, 93 94, 95, yep. sort of yep. towards the end of the store, so the store's run. Now, run. when did nice. it when did it actually officially shut? Was it around 97? Have I got that right? 97, 98? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I was writing, just, just out of interest, I'm, I'm writing an article at the moment for our newsletter, and it's, it's a lot about John Martin's and some memories of me going there just before it closed. And I distinctly remember going in and playing the very first... It's Super Mario 64 on the mm. new, new N64 that came out. And I believe that came out in September 97. So I, I had distinctly have a memory of being in there playing the 64. So maybe it was maybe it was 98, but yeah. I, I did want to kind of fact check that. But yeah, wonderful. And, cool. and which ramp did you take? Left ramp or right ramp to <laughs> oh. go down? <laughs> Mate, when you, you, you hurdle the ramp, you jump over <laughs> the middle section, you just run straight up that aisle way. Yeah, yeah a lot of... A lot of fond memories. And those are great. Those those are the micro machines. So when, when Galoob was doing micro machines, and they are beautiful. They're a, 
you know, all the vehicles of Star Wars have such iconic vehicles, AT-80, Millennium Falcon, Y-Wings, all sorts of stuff. So what a, what a wonderful score. So was that with your, the money you'd made on John Martin's? So you, this is what I was doing. Yeah. I was getting paid one day and then straight to the toy department and reinvesting that <laughs> yeah, money back yeah, into nice. the company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Don't even bother putting it into my bank account. Just, just going it. straight. Just, just, just give me vouchers yeah. for toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great, Scotty. Uh, ben, over to you. What have you brought in? Yeah, so I've brought in uh, T-Ray, which is a character from the Tiger Sharks. He is a bit of an obscure character uh, from my collection and uh, from obscure toy altogether. So he is from 1987. Uh, T-Ray is a human-manta ray hybrid, if you can imagine that. He is the ruthless leader of the Mantanas, uh, with grand plans to conquer and take over uh, the planet Watero after his home planet dried up. All right. Uh, he has a scuba helmet accessory as he is unable to breathe regular uh, air, sort of thing. That makes sense. Um, yeah. He officially came with, uh, packed with his battle whip and mask with hose, of which the mask actually had a squirting water feature. Oh, nice. Uh, he also comes, he's got a little button on his back and he uh, can uh, launch his um, left arm and he swivels his head around, which is pretty cool. Uh, he shares the same scale as Thundercats figures yeah. so from LJN, uh, largely due to the same manufacturer. Tiger Sharks only had eight figures released in the entire line. However, uh, they managed to, uh, to release a decent run of 26 animated episodes in its first and only cartoon season. So um, I had the chance to buy this quite a few years ago from a guy overseas and I jumped on it just because I love the look of this guy. He's just so menacing, just so obscure. Uh, I, I like, I'm not a huge um, Tiger Sharks or Thundercats or Silver Hawks for that matter fan, but uh, he just he just looks evil and menacing mm. and uh, I just, the colour scheme looks cool, green and aqua and black type thing. And uh, I thought, why not? Uh, I'm never going to probably see another one again. Yeah, so uh, They are a... very obscure here in yeah. Australia, yeah. and that is probably one of the only Tiger Sharks figures I've ever seen in the flesh. Yeah. Um, and they do go for a fair bit they on do. eBay. Yeah. LJN stuff of that era, Thundercats, um, is probably in comparison, it's still expensive, but probably yeah. in comparison to Tiger Sharks is is on the cheaper side. Yeah, well, so mm. I paid, but just to give you an idea, I paid 50 USD yeah. quite a few years ago, and yeah, I thought that was wow. a pretty dark. That was a right. half the selling point was the price because I thought it was a, such a good offer. And because I don't have any accessories for this guy, uh, I had a model kit uh, Alien Queen that broke apart uh, while it was being shipped to me, which I was fine because I was getting a whole heap of other model things and it was missing parts, so I knew getting it, uh, it wasn't going to be complete. Uh, long story short, I've um, armed T-Ray with uh, the tail accessory from that Queen Alien mm-hmm. and it looks wicked. It looks something... It looks appropriate. Yeah, it looks it? something from uh, deep inside the sea that he'd use and it's not too far away from the look that he's actually got of his official yep. whip that he comes with. So uh, just so he's not empty-handed, so to speak. So, Nicely done. Mm. Beautiful. Well, I have brought in, or rather pulled off the shelf because we're recording in my toy room, the uh, Leonardo uh, Mondo figure. Now, this is pretty much in about the 1.6 scale. So he's a big, chunky figure. Now, uh, these ones, uh, it's a little bit old now, but these ones just jumped out at me because Turtles from the comics, that's where I fell in love with them. These are the old, the black and white, the red, or the red bandana when there was color, and they would cut people up and, and bleed and all sorts. And I saw these figures and went, oh my God, I, don't get me wrong, I love vintage Turtles, obviously, but this just screamed 
my childhood to me. It was also probably the the most expensive turtle figure I ever bought to that point in time. I'd been slowly backfilling the the vintage, and you pick them up for you know thirty bucks here or fifty bucks. I think even a hundred dollars for some of the harder to find ones. These things were well over two hundred dollars, and that's where I sort of went. Oh gee, how much do I love my turtles? And I think in the order they released them, Leonardo was the first one. Yeah. And I just went, I have to. And my original plan was to just get Leonardo. That doesn't work when you've got toy OCD like the rest of us do. I haven't been able to pull them out in time, but the accessories that come with him are incredible. These You see he's got the that, that hand where he's pointing. Yep. That is specific to the Leonardo figure. The other four turtles don't come with that. They each come with different hands. I think Raph's got a closed fist. Um, Donatello's got something else. But uh, you've also got an alternate head that gives him the blue bandana. Uh, and he comes with about four ninja stars. He comes with a grappling hook. And I think he comes with a, a gun that looks like from the Triceratons yep. from that very iconic sort of design. And so. a lot of them came with little creatures as well. I yes. can't remember which one Leo came with. Did I think he came with a little splinter. splinter. Yeah, yeah, the little rat so, splinter. Some of the others come with a, a neutron and... Yes, the, another... star, the starfish? What's his name? That yeah, little that's that little weird thing. thing that kept coming with Michelangelo. I forget the name of it, but it is, it's all from the comics. And I yeah. think to that point, I, I'm not sh- I don't believe they predate some of the NECA stuff where they did like your black and white turtles, which is also very, very comics inspired. But at 1.6 scale, it stands out amongst my Turtles collection because of that really detailed. It's a really heavy size. It's a a hefty, yeah. yeah. I have to admit, I'm such a fan of these Turtles. I'd be hard-pressed to choose these over the quarter-scale movie figures. And I've said that to um, Davey and things who slapped me on the face thinking, (laughs) you know, take that back. Uh, But I I would, I'd love to these uh you know i would choose these if i had the space and the room and the money to spend i would uh buy these over the quarter scale NECA uh movie figures that's how much i adore these versions and uh let's fingers crossed that they go ahead and do the uh foot soldier the foot elite ninja yep. and yeah. uh shredder as well so it sounds like mondo are spending a lot of their time on masters of the universe at the moment getting a lot of that product out but from all accounts it does sound like they will get to those prototypes that they have shown yeah. in time Casey so. and the Shredder in that scale yeah, that's yeah. right Casey I forgot about yeah, him yeah amazing yeah. yeah speaking of Casey that's a very good segue hey. to what I've brought in and this is funny we did an episode on Ninja Turtles fairly early on in the Toy Power life and I think I might have said something along the lines of There's, there was only one Casey figure ever produced and um, and then wasn't long <laughs> after that that we corrected corrected it yeah. because essentially there is technically a second one when you get into the movie three line. So um, if anyone's familiar with the storyline for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time or what's it called? What's Uh, the film called? But the one where they go back in time to feudal Japan. There's not much storyline. No, there's not a lot of (laughs) storyline. But the the third one, Turtles 3, (laughs) there is a character in that called Wit who is in the feudal Japan and he's an ancestor of Casey. Um, and so when they released the Turtle Pult, which is essentially the catapult vehicle, he came with a wit figure. But the beauty of the wit figure is you could remove the tunic, put on essentially this uh, hockey mask, and you would transform him into Casey Jones from the, <laughs> the modern film. So that is really the definitive movie version of Casey. I think I think you've got to talk up the mask, though. It's not just a mask, it's a hair-pieced it mask. Is. Yeah. It is. It's actually got... It encompasses the whole hair. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all the hair on the back and the mask, and it does make the head underneath pretty small. Mm. Um, but 
interestingly, if you sort of look at the torso, it is, and even, you know, you can see there in the, the way they've done the chest, it is just a redo of the original uh, Casey figure. So... Oh, so the chest mold is the same. Chest mold is the same, wow. yeah. Which is obviously doesn't have the shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's a really cool figure, and the fact that we sat and recorded an episode <laughs> on turtles and didn't know that this thing existed. That's right. um, well, you had it on your shelf, even I think, and we. I got well, it. you after got it that. afterwards. Yeah, okay. I got it after that. But um, yeah, very, very cool figure. Being a Casey fan, Casey obviously didn't get a lot of love back mm. in the day, and hopefully now, like you say, with things like Mondo. And we've got NECA doing a lot of the turtle stuff. Yep. We've got Super 7 doing the turtle stuff, very much based on the original toys. I think he's going to get a bit of love from both companies. It's certainly, yeah. Yeah. I think he's awesome. I really uh, rate him high. I've always been a bit of a Casey fan since the um, he was in the first movie and things. I think he was really depicted really well. Yep. And he did come back for the third. He skipped number two. Yes, And correct. then he came back a little bit of a uh, back you know, step back character in the third, but yeah, pretty cool to see him in toy form again. Very good. All right, we're going to head into our next segment. Whoa, dude, nice score. All right, later scores, the session where we talk about what we have got or picked up recently. And Scotty, starting with you, have you had anything that's uh, been a a recent find? Yeah, as a toy collector, I I do buy toys. Uh, (laughs) So, a little earlier in the episode, I spoke about the, uh, the Star Wars Kenner figures that yep. I had as a kid. Well, recently I had an opportunity to buy the, the six-pack retros that have been yes. re-released. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Fun Boy Luke, Leia, Vader. Uh, I wasn't going to buy them originally. I saw the price when they came out and honestly couldn't justify sort of 35 40 bucks per mm, figure. Yep. But one of the local on-site uh, uh, retailers we have here in Australia had them for a very sharp price, mm. a decent discount, free delivery, and what do you know? They're now in my collection. Oh, nice. So, they have arrived. Have you got them? They, they indeed have arrived. Yeah. Um, much smaller packaging than I anticipated. But, <laughs> hey, look, they're every bit what I remember as a kid. That, that backing card, yep. those figures on there, it's just real nostalgia. It's that yep. real feeling you had when you were a kid ripping that plastic bubble off and playing with that figure and losing yeah. all those accessories. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And, so, are you, and are you an opener now yeah. in the modern era? Like, Wow. Um, yes and no. I'm toying with the idea because I collect some of the vintage Kenner gear. Four of those figures I don't have and I'm not going to spend three figures per figure to put them in my collection. Mm. So I'm thinking about maybe just tearing them off and putting them up there and yep. I'm the only one who's going to know that. <laughs> Not the real and then and then if you do get them in time you can, you know, swap them back out. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yep. Yep. No, lovely. I'm Respect. I'm, I'm waiting on mine. I did I only managed to find the board game in retail which I did get. $40 was I thought not too bad. And, and opened it up and, and had the Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah. which was wonderful because he never got a figure back in the original line. Yep, mm. yep. It's so crazy for how, you know, they're doing the Imperial Dignitary from Jedi who's got two seconds behind the Emperor as he comes off the shuttle. But no Tarkin <laughs> from episode four. Just, really, yeah. villain. how can you not put him in the toy line? Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm, I'm lining up tomorrow to go and get my copy of the, the board game as well. So Nice. Yeah. Very well done. Oh, you'll round them out. I do hope that line continues. We did get a bit of news out of San Diego where they did suggest that maybe the retro line is still okay but they are cutting back on a lot of their three and three quarter quarter figures so hopefully yeah we get a bit more from retro yeah 
Very cool. Was, uh, I did a bit of hunting uh, a week or so ago, and I picked up some Matchbox Connectables, uh, a big bag of them for uh, $4 or something, and uh, off the uh, shelf in a uh, op shop, which I thought was so cool. Mm. Pieced them all together. Most of them complete. I've got the old school Volkswagen and the a dragster, and I found a few mini ones, which I never knew existed, which were pretty cool. Uh, most of the ones I uh, fortunately bought, I had as a kid, so it was super nostalgic. Uh, I picked up a vintage Master Universe puzzle, uh, a little puzzler slider. So, you know, you slide the discs around and things. Oh, yep. And it came mixed up. So I sat there trying to fix it and I almost gave up. I almost tried to <laughs> tried to flick them out and get the... And then, and I'm, no, 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 I'm going to do it properly. So it good, took me a good 15 minutes solid. Okay. Like I'm just trying to... And when I did it, I'm like, that was so cool. And I almost wanted to mix it up again and do it, but uh, no. Um, and uh, I picked up I Am and uh, I Am He Man and I Am Shira the Golden Books, which are mm. really cool reads. The artwork is sensational. Uh, something I plan to read to the kids and then um, never let their greasy hands uh, on them again. Uh, but I just I just think adore them. I think they're so cool. The fact that Golden Books made them back in the day and now they've got some new modern versions of them with so many more characters and yep. updated uh, vehicles and things like that. So Now you got those off Amazon US. Correct. Do you think they'll come to Australia or well, too obscure? I, I'm sh- no, I'm sure that uh, they will come to cl- comic book stores and things. Right. People yep. that will... Uh, uh, try and uh, order them because there's, there's Buffy ones, there's okay. Ghostbusters oh, right. ones, there's lots of Marvel orientated ones. Sure. So I'm sure the the correct collecting markets and things that know you know there's a avenue to to uh, sell them here and local will get them, but you might have to. Uh, ask for them. You're not going to walk into no. a local store and find them on the well, shelf. I remember going through supermarket aisles and seeing golden books there at yeah. the checkout. So yeah. they were yeah. so abundant back in the day. Yeah. It would be nice to see them again. Yeah, uh, I think the licensed one like this are a little bit yeah. higher price. And yeah. it be, He-Man and Shira still being a little bit obscure pre-movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think you'll see them on uh, regular shelves just yet, yeah. which is unfortunate, but... But the reality, reality yes. Yeah. I had a stack of those as a kid growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like, you know, 20 of them, and I brought them for my nephews as well, and it's great entertainment. They love them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. Well, I've been uh, a little bit light on. I've sort of been uh, saving my pennies, both for the uh, arrival of my son, Jack, and also knowing that we have uh, Brett's Toy Fair coming up uh, very soon. So I plan to sell a lot of stuff, make a lot of money, and then, you know, buy a lot of stuff. That's how it works. And put some towards that giant intergalactic robot planet that will be coming. Yes, yes. Uh, Who knows what's going on there as far as... I only checked a few days ago, and... From, I think, the last time we mentioned the numbers, they're almost the same. In fact, right. people are reporting they've actually gone backwards. Oh, wow. By, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, like yeah. 10 or so, like the numbers have dropped ever so wow. slightly. So, okay. who knows? We'll see what happens mm. there. But as far as what I have picked up, Trent was good enough to, I think this was about the week that Jack was born yes. thereabouts. Yeah. And he showed me a picture going, hey, look, they've got uh, Charles Xavier in Marvel Legends, the uh, Legendary Riders set. Uh, which I'd always been keen on, but to try and find it in the stores, forget it. And it was 80 bucks, which compared to 90 or 100 depending on where you go, um, that was a pretty good deal. So he's now up on my Marvel Legends shelf just telling Gee, Gene Grey and and uh, Scott to calm down. And yeah. it's it's, it's big, isn't it? It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. The, the main body of the, 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 the chair, we're talking the, the floating 90s golden chair, comes in two halves. 
And then there's actually a piece for the seat. He's got the little red cloth that sits over his knees and you slot those into place and then slide the thing together and, and get him in there. So he does have legs as well. He's just a normal figure underneath all of that. But um, yeah, very, very good to help round out that sort of very 90s, 90s X-Men. Beautiful. Very Looks impressive. great. Looks mm. great, man. I did have a package arrive in the mail last week. And this was a long time coming. I was super excited about it. It was the PowerCon exclusives from Masters of the Universe from Super 7. Or funnily enough, I think these are actually manufactured in the Mattel factory. Um, So this was a three-pack, which consisted of a character called Slammerai. But if you can picture a white ninja, that's what he looks like without the monster legs, without the monster arms, but all in white. And he is based on the... Storm Shadow. No. (laughs) Close. And possibly that's what Errol McCarthy was thinking. But there was some... I think it might have even been, Brian, that these some of these pictures surfaced of some of the the proposed artwork. And this was card-back artwork illustrated by Errol McCarthy for sort of the Wave wave 6 or Wave 7 sort of stuff, right? Um, So it depicted this white ninja... Uh, white ninja character they've called him Slammerai in this he comes with an alternate Cyclone 2000X head as well which is really cool and he does feature you can take off the um, the moulded the moulded plastic and put on a a sort of cloth piece as well so um, it's it's a cool figure and and when I saw those Errol McCarthy shots I I just had to have him (laughs) and he came with two Horde Snake Troopers again featured on the, the proposed card backs drawn by Errol um, they they're really cool. Essentially, like a green rat law head on a snake uh, on a horde trooper, all done kind of like black and gold yeah. with blast attack weapons. Yeah, with the, yeah. with a golden blast yeah. attack kind of yeah. uh, thing. And they're two shades of green. Yes, aren't correct. They? And, different, and yeah. one's sort of a dark green, one's a light green. But the light green one, I, I think, in fact, both of them they have really intricate markings on the top of the head. So just some really nice paint apps and mm. details on them. So. Very, very cool. The, the other figure that came on a single card was Slime Pit He-Man. Oh, so basically nice. taken from the, the mini comic where He-Man's turned into a zombie. Uh, he, he goes to rescue one of the rock people and, and he basically sacrifices himself to the Slime Pit to be transformed. And it's a really nice figure. It comes with three heads. So the original He-Man head that came with the 2008 release of He-Man comes with the Alcala or Alcala head and it comes with uh the vintage toy toy style head so and it's done in like a translucent sort of green as well so like a really really nice figure so i was just super happy to get those powercon figures they were they were really expensive Mm. by the time i got them um but there was a guy by the name of john goo who was was impeccable with his service he basically had a room at powercon he was there packing stuff up shipped them out, came super fast, and it was just a no-fuss transaction. Yeah, so I nice. can now, highly recommend him. From a carded collector, you didn't mention the fact that the ooze was dripping down yeah. on the card of... Uh, Very true, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's done on the standard sort of blister card, but they superimposed all this ooze on the back of the card and on the little cardboard insert that goes in. Yeah. So, yeah, very nice, nice touch. Oh, I think that's it, so cool. It's that's so like, cool, That's yeah. level of anti-Eternia It's anti-Eternia, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. It just 
uh, I, I, mad respect. Yeah. yeah. Just before we jump to the next segment, guys, mm. I did get one more delivery throughout the week that I'd like to share with you, fellas. If you could just uh, cast your eyes. Yeah, nice. Oh, <laughs> well done. I took delivery of a, uh, a Toy Power podcast T-shirt, and I'll be uh, wearing it everywhere I go, to bed, to work. Excellent. It's fantastic. I'm actually wearing uh, yeah, a, another yeah. shirt. There, oh, the Dave's Video Graveyard. Dave's Video Graveyard. <laughs> and um, it's, it's the latest or 2.0 version of the shirt. Yep. And it's it was hilarious because the first time I've worn the shirt, Davey dropped it off to me during the week. Yep. Uh, casual Friday, so I always wear a printed shirt. And I got out of the car, got into the lift at work and got in with three girls. They got off on level three. I get off on level five. And it's one, you know, basically the first person I see gets out of the lift and turns to me. And as the doors are closing, points to the shirt and goes... Davy, it's Davy, and then the, the lift doors close. So it's just you know classic, classic Adelaide, I guess. Yep. You know, small country town style, but but just just love that level of community that that the shirt was recognised and, and the girl knew Davy. Definitely, so, definitely, super cool. Yeah, uh, great stuff. All right, we're going to head into our next segment. Reading, watching, playing. All right, what have we been tuning into in the pop culture space? Scott, have you been had anything that you've watched or seen that's really caught your attention? Yes, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago we jumped on the uh, Amazon bandwagon and after trying a couple of different shows, we've stopped on American Gods. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. Neil no. Gaiman? Yeah. yeah. Written by Neil Gaiman? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Look, I knew very little of the property other than it was old gods and new gods and go through the show for the first season to watch it unravel amazing stuff very very good uh, my favourite actor Ian McShane is oh, in the show he's fantastic oh, isn't absolutely he absolutely brilliant good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very pleased with the way the show's going I'm looking forward to season 2 yeah so uh, there's actually so, so there's season two's already out and season three is going to have Marilyn Manson in it as oh, wow. a, um, yes, a right. band character who's uh, something 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 yeah okay. so it uh, should be interesting so you know they've already greenlit season three and look like they've got a uh, decent cast uh, locked in as well as some special guests so yes. nice. yeah but magic season the magic uh, series love it yeah absolutely fantastic I'm so sort of taken with it I'm looking at tracking down the, the trade paperbacks to yeah. see how they measure yeah. up against it as yeah. well yeah absolutely yeah. very cool um for me, I have finished watching Animal Kingdom. Uh, well, I think a couple of episodes ago, I started. I, I had started watching it. I've since finished watching it. Highly recommend it. It's fantastic. Four seasons. Uh, I think they have a fifth season in the works as well. So fingers crossed, and that continues. Um, I uh, caught Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. Yeah, which tell is me an, what this is. Which Heard is about been this. Seeing it's it, an but... eight-minute uh, right. short thing, right? But yep. it's not like you know, a couple of um, kids have done a f- film uh, thing. It's proper. Like, right. it's like, it's pretty much it's got legit. a budget. It's like li- almost to me as if this, uh, what is it, number four or something, Jurassic World yep. uh, thing. This this is the thing that didn't hit the movie. This is on the editing cut room oh, floor. This okay. is what we're going to put out between films just to, you know, create the hype. So it's only eight minutes long. Easily accessible, free on YouTube. Um, you know, you type that in, it comes up straight away. We watched it with the kids last night. Uh, as I said, only eight minutes long, so it's straight to the point. It pretty much uh, starts off a family out camping. Uh, they're doing their thing, talking about um, this and that, just getting ready for dinner, and a group of um, triceratops or something uh, come along and start, uh, you know, ruffling up the camp uh, area that mm. they're, think- they're They're safe inside in their 
caravan type thing just looking uh, along out you know out oh how beautiful it is a little baby one comes on and they're like oh that's so cute and then of course an uh, aliosaurus comes along and starts um you know disrupting the uh the family bond of the the dinosaurs <laughs> and scares the family and things and i won't i'll leave it at there okay <laughs> however However, so that that happens and things. So that's probably seven minutes of the of the uh, episode, which is absolutely fantastic. Scared the hell out of my kids. My kids are like <laughs> on the edge of their seat. Oh my god, are they going to die? So you know, for the family and stuff. Uh, but then, it's like, it comes up with the credits, and it's got little snippets, right? So you think of the, where we finished off with Jurassic World, the last yep. one, where yes. the, the dinosaurs are out in the open now. Yep. They're out in the world. People have uh, become climatized to the fact that dinosaurs. Uh, maybe around the corner. Yep. So there's cars driving along the road, just, you know, oh, yeah, cool, just doing their uh, on the highway type thing. Come around the corner, there's a stegosaurus in the middle of the road. <laughs> awesome. he, and this is all done from his dash cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He swerves off the road and, uh, and takes off on the side of a ditch because just trying to dodge the uh, <laughs> dodge the stegosaurus, you know. There's a, a couple just been married, oh, how beautiful, throw up doves <laughs> and a big pterodactyl comes in <laughs> Eats, you know, grabs a dove, and that, this is just you know, yeah, little three clips. second snippets, like, like they've been taken on yes, cams yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so cool. this is just uh, absolutely wetting my taste buds yep. for the new movie and things. If this is the direction they're going, that's great. I am psyched as yep. like, and then hopefully number seven will be um, Dino Riders. You know, exactly. We can only hope. Well. Um, so reading, watching, playing, I have been reading a lot of kids' books, yep. funny enough, trying to put little Jack to sleep, you know, off to the beach to see all the things that we can see, <laughs> you and me, oh God, um, yeah, getting my teacher voice on there. Uh, so watching is, uh, well, I'm having to introduce him to all the things, right? Currently we're at about uh, season three on Star Trek The Next Generation, working our way uh, yep. through that. Started watching the MCU, he's seen all the Star Wars and the big, the big well, apart from the, the latest two movies, but the big discussion in our household is, do you go start at four, five, six, and then do one, two, three, or do it chronologically yep. yeah. based on, on the timeline? And, and it came down to whichever one would piss my wife off the least. So we went one, two, three, because she gets angry right at the end of three, and then, okay, four, five, six as, as a palate cleanser. So yep. that was always good. Um, what have I been playing? Absolutely nothing because I don't have time. I can't play games really one-handed a lot of the time. Mm. So, yeah, nah. that's pretty much me. Yeah, no, I'm flat out at the moment. Absolutely jam-packed with all sorts of things. But I have been watching a little bit of Netflix and I found a show on there called The Spy. And it came up and I think the trailer played as it does here in Australia. You get a little snippet. And I thought, is that... Sasha Baron Cohen playing Ooh, a serious role. A serious and role. And sure enough, it was. So I don't mind my sort of, uh, I guess, retrospective spy movies. So set in like the 60s? It is set, set in the okay, 60s. Yeah. So sort of early 60s through to about 1965. Cold War sort of era? Yeah, yeah it's yep. sort of into that Cold War era, but it's it's not in America or any of the traditional countries we might watch shows from. It is set... Yeah, or it's, it is around sending a spy from Israel into Syria. Um, right. And they basically go um, through South America to get him in there. And it is fascinating. It's a fascinating story. It's almost so unbelievable. You, you wouldn't believe it was based on a true story, yeah. kind of where it goes. Uh, fascinating insight. But yeah, it's, it's quite weird seeing Sacha Baron Cohen in such a serious role because it is played mm. absolutely 
deadpan as a serious film. And you keep it's and he's got the he he, he basically the spy he ends up um, taking on is a, is a guy named Kamal. And he's a, a trader, you know, he, he's got an import-export mm. business which kind of helps him smuggle secrets out of Syria because Syria is absolutely locked down. It's virtually impossible to get into. And he he grows, for the spy role, he grows a moustache. He yeah, is a yeah. Borat moustache. Um, but he, he's very well-to-do. So it's sort of... And he's got an accent. He's got, a, I guess, a sort of Middle Eastern accent mm-hmm. that he applies um, it's not quite Borat, but yeah. it, it just is. You, that's the thing. A bit off-putting, but he does yeah. it really well. Like if you didn't know him from anything else, yes. you'd go, "That's a great performance." But you've got that in the. You've got Borat. You you've got Bruno. Break. You've got Ali G all in the back of your head. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's uh, the the one missed opportunity for him. He was at one point going to be in the Queen biopic, the uh, right. Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody. He was he was Freddie Mercury. He was yeah. cast, and then there was. He basically disagreed with the direction of the movie and left. And Rami Malek, as wonderful as his performance yeah. was, I, I for me, he's about two foot too short. Yes. Freddie yes. Mercury was yep. a big dude. And Sasha's Sasha, really tall. Yeah, Sasha he? fits he's that big. mold wonderfully. But yeah, so he's, I've got, as much as I grew up on LEG and all those sorts of things, he's, he's a very talented actor. Yes, oh, without a doubt. Well worth a watch if you do like your, your James Bond. It, 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 although it's set in a totally different mm. sort of, political climate than English and American spy thrillers it does very much have almost a James Bond element to it there's even the all the gadgets that they they basically because they have to get him into Syria and it's so locked down and he needs um, basically government sponsored documents to get him in there he needs almost a sponsor to get him across the border and they they check his bags it's full on so it's all those gadgets are hidden essentially in his suitcase mm. because by the time he gets into Syria he basically you know pulls a little bit out of a, a, a beater you know like a mixer electric yeah. mixer yeah. Oh, yeah. pulls a little bit out of that he's got a little bit hidden in there and he pieces it all together this little morse code device that he can send messages <laughs> cool. out so it is it's got like all those but bond elements that are not silly or ridiculous yeah um, but or, how they how they did futuristic. everything? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's really really cool. So the so, spy, the spy. Yep. Yeah, it's a six parter, so about one hour each episode. But absolutely fascinating if you're into that sort of thing. Nice. While we're still on this topic, I wanted to talk about something I've been reading. Uh, I've been going through for the second time the run of Invincible comics. Oh, yes, I've heard a lot. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. these are these are written by Robert Kirkman, and these changed my perception of comics in a big big way. Uh, I had one of the guys from Greenlight Comics, yeah. Dan. Yep. 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 Dan. Yep. Dan. Yep. Dan. A good friend, uh, friend of the show, Dan. The Dino. Hack the Dino, yep. 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 Mate, thank you so much for introducing me to Invincible. I I got the first omnibus and I read through it in a couple of weeks. I got the second one, I smashed it in three days. Oh, oh nice. It was insane. And then I had to wait like nine months for the third yeah, one no. to come out. And it is absolutely epic. Yep. It's about 150 issues, so you're going to get the full story... And it is, it redefines the superhero genre. It yeah, takes wow. you in places that you didn't think you were going to go. So if you're after something a little bit different off the beaten track, but still very superhero orientated, yep. give it a go. Mm. It's very, very good. Well written, well illustrated. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting a lot of uh, love now that it's in the omnibus form. It's like a, yes. a re- I've heard a few people. It's reaching a new, uh, some new readers and things, and everyone's praising it like it was. You know, twenty years ago, sort of the, yeah. when it started yeah. hitting the well, probably uh, groundbreaking. Is it, it? Is it a bit? Have you seen any of the boys? Have you seen that yet? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've watched a couple of the episodes. I'm also reading the series of the boys in uh, trade. Paperback. Is it similar to that in a in a no, way? No, it's, no, it's different. Look, yep. it, the, the trade paperback goes so so further, uh, much deeper with the characters. You get an underlying understanding of why the, the villains or the sleuths act the way they do. Of course, and you don't get that with a TV show. No. Yep. Uh, it's dark, depraved, yep. nasty grimy stuff but it really really sets a tone uh, in the trades where you mm. don't get that with a TV show yeah okay cool. well All Kirkman right. Kirkman is is a master so and are they doing a cartoon or an animated series I've Invincible? heard they've yeah, been looking thought, at yep. doing it yeah. yeah and there are some toys they're hard to get but they did do some toys um and they've got like the regular versions of the characters and then they've got these bloodied versions oh, and they're literally awesome. all caked in blood you know just yeah. covered covered <laughs> yeah. head to toe in red paint so very cool if you're uh, an invincibles fan all right we're going to head into our final segment riddle me this riddle me that time to start thinking because the quiz master's back Okay, guys, so a couple of weeks ago, I put a suggestion up to, mm. uh, could I submit a, a topic or a segment for the show? And I came up with the idea of doing a quiz. Oh, here we go. The plan was to have all four guys here, <laughs> and for the very first time, they could all participate in the quiz, not yeah. having one of them ask the questions. <laughs> so here's what I put together. It's 20 questions, and it's all centered around my favorite topic, villains. Oh, oh nice. yes. Okay, cool. here we go. Yep. So guys, I'm going to call out a name. And what you need to do is to tell me when they were created, when they appeared, and who created them. Okay. Ooh. Yep. Okay. We're going around the room. We're going around the yep. room. Oh, ben, we're right. going to start with you. Oh, uh, all right. All right. Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen. Uh, Biff, Biff. That's Back to the Future? Yes. yes. Back yeah, to the right. Future. So who created him? Uh, the guys behind Back to the Future? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh Director, oh man, uh, it's not Spielberg, is it? It's uh, it is, it is. Close-ish. Um, he was the director, wasn't he? Of Back to the I've Future. I've got Robert Zemeckis as the director. Oh, Zemeckis. you're right. Yes. 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 I, I wouldn't have got that. So Robert Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale are credited. Yep. As a, as a creator, with a bit of influence from one of the producers from the studio, who yeah. was sort mm. of a, an influence on helping <laughs> yeah. create the character. Yeah. Okay. What year? Eighty four was a yeah, a little higher. A little eighty six. No, oh, let's try in the middle. Eighty five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. All right, Frank. All right, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Wow. I mean, the obvious one is Stan Lee, but... That's one of them. There's another creator. Uh, Kirby? Ooh, good work. Yep. Yeah, so Stan Lee and Kirby. In what year, though? Oof. Fantastic Four. We're talking... It's got a, a 60... 60s. Right decade. 63? You're so close. 64? 64? Wind it, wind it back a bit. Oh, oh, 62. 62. Oh, oh nice. Got close. Good, got good, close. Good. Um, so that was, that was the three? Was it who, when... What and issue? What issue? Far out. Uh, so it would be on Fantastic... Was it Fantastic Four? The Fantastic actual run Four, of Fantastic yep. Four? The thing with these big villains is they often don't appear in, like, issue one. They often, like, come later on and then they turn into the big big villain. Uh, I wouldn't have a clue. I'd be absolutely guessing... I'm going to go, say, like, issue 14. Somewhere around there. Five. Oh, five. five. It was five. really early. Yep. There you go. Yep. yep. Because okay. it was the mole in number one, wasn't it? The mole and that orange and the beast. mole man? Yeah, yeah. The, the big monster coming yeah. out of the, yeah. mm. the ground. Very iconic yeah. uh, cover. cover yeah. 
Okay, so the villains I've actually chosen are from all over the pop culture. Space. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's good. Well, I like it. Toys it's and good. stuff like that. That's yeah. it. All right, Trent, are you ready? I am. Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Oh wow. Okay, so he's a James Bond villain. Blofeld. Uh, Doctor No was the first villain. I'm trying to think when Blofeld appeared. Uh, I'm going to say Ian Fleming from the creator. Correct. Uh, or the year it so Bond's been been going since the sixties mm. um, with Doctor No, Sean Connery obviously famously playing the first James Bond, uh, Blowfield very famously parodied by Mike Myers uh, uh, with the the bald head and yes, the hat. Doctor No, he gets dropped in a in a chimney by a helicopter in one of them. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, at the start, I love that that intro. But I am I'm just buying for time here, really, because I'm struggling. <laughs> All right. Um, year I'm going to say it's 1968. Ooh, 63. Oh, getting close with the years. And which I'm trying to think which movie he first appeared in. I don't think it was Doctor No. It's pretty early in the run. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it's definitely in the Connery era. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, do you tap out? I'm, I'm, I'm even just struggling to think of some, some early films. Anyone else want to guess? From Russia with Love. Ooh, Frankie. Well yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done. What number film is that? That's right. I think that's a second. 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 Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. All right. Back to Ben. Yep. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Ah, oh, cool. All right. Uh, definitely eighties. So, um, who made? Him? Who was the creator though? Uh, nah, I'm not sure, man. Uh, I, d- I can't even think of the actor's name either. No, uh, I can't either. He he's he was. Um, That's it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep, yep. Uh, what was it? so? Uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, which is Nightmare on Elm Street. Think of the year. Nightmare on Elm Street, which is I'm going to say eighty slasher films. And uh, uh, talking of that, uh, American Horror later season is uh, eighty slasher. Oh, so nice. The episode oh, okay. one's yeah. already just been released. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it doesn't get you extra points. No, no. Uh, no. I'm stalling for time. This <laughs> <laughs> is an eight... iconic year for movies. Ah, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's that iconic, I'm going to say 82. No, not uh, a little higher. Let's go. A little 84. Higher. Yeah, well done. Good yeah, one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the the creator, very well known horror director. Uh, Wes Craven. Yes. Of course. Hey, yes. There yes. you go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I have great. to say that is one of my favourite films that hot, still in this to this day holds Great. up in my yeah. opinion because you because of the dream sequence. Yep. You sort of uh, forget what's real and what's not, and the way you know through the school and things like that. I scared the poo out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Galvatron. Galvatron. Uh, well, so the year well, he comes from the movie, which is 1986. Correct. Uh, as correct. Fact, well, he was played by Leonard Nimoy in the movie. I don't know. Voiced by, yes, correct. Voiced by Leonard Nimoy. As far as creators. I think it's... really obvious. How do you mean, sorry? Uh, who, who literally created him? Oh, Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> Literal. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. All right, Trent. This one comes from my wife. I was struggling okay. to get a few of these villains, and she came up with something really left field and very, very clever. <laughs> Gargamel. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so obviously Gargamel is the main antagonist in the Smurfs. Smurfs has been running for a while, and, and wow. Yeah. yeah I, I, this, this is... 
Yeah, I almost think this is pre-70s, right? Because 70s is all your Hanna-Barbera and a lot of that stuff. This almost feels like it's either very early 70s or late 60s. But it wasn't even an American thing, was it? Like, it wasn't... Hanna-Barbera is very American. But it was German, wasn't it? Maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. I know Schleck do a lot of the the sort of little plug figures, little Mm. PVC figures. Um, Look, I'm going to pick a day. I'm going to go early 70s. I'm going to say it's 1971. Yeah, you're way off the mark then. Wow. Really, like a lot earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it could well, you have yeah, a couple of decades? It might even be. Well, so and was yeah. his first appearance in the animation, or am I? Maybe he's had an appearance prior to in, like, in the actual comic strip. In yeah. the comic strip. Okay. So fifty-seven. Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Ooh, okay. That is. Yeah. That's a lot older than I thought. I've got no idea on creator. Yeah. And I, and I, I. Nah. The Smurfs. Was there a comic book series called The Smurfs? It was just a comic strip. Comic like strip, in, okay. in, the, in the local newspaper, yeah. And yeah. I'm ha- willing to hand over the uh, keys to my car if someone can tell me who the creator is. <laughs> nah, no, no Google. Idea. No. Uh, look, the fellow's name was Payo. And I think if you go back and watch yeah. the animations, you see his name sort of scribbled. scribbled at the bottom. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Excellent. Right, back to Ben. This yep. one's easy. The Joker. The Joker. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I created that, that, now, there's three guys listed as yeah, Bob, creators here. But would it be Bob Finger? Yeah, Bill Finger. Yeah, Bill Finger. Bill Finger. I'm struggling now. Bob uh, Kane? Would you have Bob to go Kane? Bob Kane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm getting. The, yeah, that's where I got the Bob from. <laughs> um, I have no idea the third one though. They list uh, Jerry Robinson as a, okay. as a contributor. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, was it Batman One? Yes. It yeah. Was. Cool. Nice. All right. And DC Comics or Atlas what, oh, Comics? Oh year. Oh year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say 40s what is it oh that's a pretty good guess 1940 take it take it well done Bing. three ticks <laughs> alright Frank okay. your turn Joffrey Baratheon oh okay uh, Game of Thrones um, now I'll take the answer as either TV or oh, book form of course yes yeah well year on the book I couldn't really tell you if they're old they, yeah. they've been, he's been doing for a for long, long time well, it yeah. takes him forever to write a book yeah, doesn't seven, it 7-8 years so. <laughs> uh, uh, name of the creator um yep the big guy with the beard yep, yep. I can the picture cap. him I'm just trying to remember he added the two R's into the middle of his name on George R.R. On... R. Martin yep. thank yes. you <laughs> uh Year, geez, even the, when you think about it now, the, the TV show was even what eight nine years ago. Now, it was two thousand and eleven. Two thousand and eleven was it? Yep. Wow, I was good. in I was in San Diego Comic Con that year, and I remember going to the the Game of Thrones booth where they had all the actors, Amelia Clark, Kit Harrington, they were all there. And I remember thinking to myself before I went, "Oh, Game of Thrones in comparison to all the popular things." will be like this little indie kind of thing. <laughs> and it was the biggest Whoops. crowd of like, you just couldn't get a look in. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's there's Amelia Clark. Hello. <laughs> She's over there signing something. But it was huge that year. Nice. Do you want to have a guess at the books? Um, i say the books were... Because oh, he appears in the first one, which is, you so know, this is a song of ice and fire. Yep. And the first book is A Game of Thrones. Yeah. So what's that a got year? to do with the year? Oh, um, I'm just saying he appears in the first book, essentially. Joffrey. Yes. So that might give you a clue. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I'm totally confused by I'm what you just said. <laughs> so so there, there are six books, I think. Yeah. So And Today, Joffrey yeah. and released at different times. Yeah. Joffrey appears in the first book. Right, that still doesn't... It helps you with the year, right? 
because the first book's going to be written before the sixth book. Am I crazy or is he sleep deprived? <laughs> probably, probably the latter. It's um, 19 something or other. Yeah. <laughs> 19. Uh, let's go. I reckon he did the first one in sort of 88 for Hazard, I guess. Oh, no, too 90. early. Too early. 93? Too early. Well, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 93? A little more. 94. A little more. 95. 95. Keep pushing. 96. Yay! Oh, okay. right. Well, there you go. Ben, are we up to? Yep, okay. yep. Uh, Trent, Trent, sorry, Trent. Sorry, Trent. Yes. Trent. Okay. Uh, personal favourite of mine, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Uh, he's a good villain played by Gene Hackman in the 1977 <laughs> Richard Donner film. Yes. That is probably not helping because he would have come about in the uh, comic book series. So good at stalling the time. <laughs> I love just, it. I'm just racking, I'm racking my brain. These are hard. Like, this is, yeah, this is sort think. of next level stuff. Um I'm glad you got the James Bond one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking creator now. So he's a he's a Superman villain. So we've got think of that title screen flipping through from the '78 movie, and the, the creators come past. Yeah, it's Siegel. They've got the same initials, both of them. J- Joe Siegel and Joel Schuster. Oh, you were so close. Jerry Siegel Jerry. and Joe Schuster. Jerry oh. Siegel and Joe Schuster, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, the year. I mean, Superman's one of the oldest comic book heroes and he must have come come in fairly early on. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say... Because oh, I think Superman is... Oh, is, is he late 30s? Late 30s or early 40s? I'm going to say 1941 for Lex Luthor. You were so close. Oh. <laughs> Take one. Oh, 40. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, Joker and Luther in the same year. Yeah. Wow. Now, and it, first appearance. It is one of the iconic Superman titles, but pretty early in the run. Yeah. Anyone else want to guess? No, be absolutely guessing. All-Star Superman? It's Action Comics. Action. action oh, of course. Yeah, action yeah, 23. That's what it was. All. 23. Yep, yep. Very good. All right, harking back to yep. Flash Gordon. Yep, ben, Ming, Ming the Merciless. Merciless. Ming the Merciless. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, how old is Flash? Flash is pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. is he... I want to say... Is he I reckon 40s? He might even be serial, serial pulps, which came before comic oh, books. Don't, don't, don't make it harder, man. He's just here um, to confuse us yeah, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> he was drawn in cave walls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fighting dinosaurs. Um... Okay, so uh, what did I said? It's got to be thirties. It's thirties. It's, it's, that... it's in the thirties, yes. Yeah, thirties. Okay, thirty-seven. A little lower. Thirty-five. Bit more. Thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little less. A little bit less. Yeah. Thirty-four. Uh, Thirty-four. Okay. Four. Four. Far out. Um. Uh. What? Say. I reckon he. Um. I have no idea who created him though. Created uh, by Alex Raymond. Okay. Mm. Yep. And uh, appearance-wise, uh, I'm just going to say Flash Gordon, one, number one comic. Let's go with Flash Gordon comic strips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. of course, yeah. before yeah. they cool. yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. Frank? Yeah. Mumra. Mumra. The Everlasting. Yes, Mumra, the Everlasting from, of course, Thundercats. It's uh, the year, I want to say 1986. Not quite. No? Oh, okay. 88. Was it later? No, it's earlier. Earlier oh, than 85. 85 for Thundercats. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that was all about Transformers for me at that stage, so I can understand me getting that wrong. Um,
played him or voiced him. Um, well, I mean, if you don't know, the answer is probably Rob Paulson, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you need uh, to do voice actor? What? Or are you oh, doing bonus? creation, really. Yeah. Um, Bit obscure. No, I've know, read an one. article on this, and I'll know the name when I hear it. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's Tobin Wolf. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have got that. And look, he first appeared in the second episode of Thundercats. Ah, right. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. The first one would have all been on Thunder, and then well, they, on the they ship crash land. Yeah. 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 Well, does it start on the ship? What yeah, is, they're, they're, they're a, all nude. They're all nude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're about to go into yep. cry, into cryo sleep yes. or whatever, and yep. And then they crash, and I think yeah, the big thing at the end is they're start building the lair and of course by episode two panthro's done it all yeah so <laughs> always amazing good with machines that's it <laughs> all right our next uh, villain is mr burns oh mr burns <laughs> okay so simpsons yes simpsons i reckon well it's 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 uh i'm going from memories I, I still have this memory right where my brother had an older my older brother had a friend and he'd just been to the states and he came back and he was telling us about the States and he goes, tell you what, there's this thing over there called the Simpsons <laughs> and it's going to be big when it lands here. And it landed later in that year. And that it would have been, oh, I would have been, oh, it's, I'm trying to think if it's late eighties or early nineties. I've got a feeling it's early nineties. I'm going to say 1991. It's not 91. Anyone else? 90. 1990. No, okay. 92. No. no, I think it's 89. Oh, so 89. 89. Yeah. 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 89. I was going to say, I remember it was in the late 80s. I, I remember first seeing the TV guide with the yellow family yeah, on the guy, and I'm like, why, why are they yellow? Yeah. This like, is never going to work. Nice. Yeah, of all <laughs> colours. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Still going today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Groening. Yes, for the done. creator. Yep. And, uh, well, oh, now. There were some other things they did before The Simpsons. There were like some little animated things. Yeah, and Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, yep. that's right. Um, but I'm going to say, oh, okay, so hang on. Let's just think. Episode episode one, I don't think, features Mr. Burns because it's that episode where they uh, he, tra- he tramples his own flowers I think, from memory <laughs> when he's you know, peeping Tom into his own house. Um, I'm going to say, but then very early on, there's a release, the dogs episode and yep. Smithers is African-American from memory. Yeah. I'm going to say it's, it's, it's episode two. It was a pretty early episode. It's actually titled roasting Simpsons on an open fire. Right. Yeah. That's what was, was number two though. I don't know what doesn't. Okay. Ah. That's the name of the episode he first appeared in. Right. Yep. Cool. 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 All right, Ben. Yep. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. Okay. <laughs> so that's Austin Powers. Yes. Uh, Austin Powers was, I'm going to say, late was it late nineties because McFarlane had the toy line, so it would have been late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, I reckon the first Austin Powers was earlier than late nineties because I saw, I remember seeing the third one, the Spy Who Shagged Me, with with Leanne, my girlfriend, okay. and that would have been in ninety eight. Oh god, around really? there, I reckon. Oh, I'm going to maybe ninety nine. I'm going to was... go ninety seven. 97 is correct. Ah, yes. (laughs) Throwing everyone off with my dates. Don't listen to me in dates. Um, Okay. Uh, It's Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, what's the third one? What was the third one? Uh, So Austin Powers. Most people call the first movie Austin Powers. So it's uh, International Man of Mystery. Yes, of course. Sweet. Cool. Okay, Frank. The Red Skull. 
Red Skull, of course, from Marvel Comics and hated enemy of Captain America. Charming fellow. Yes. Um, oh. Seriously misunderstood fellow. <laughs> the year. Um, I want to guess 60s, if I'm in the right ballpark. No, a lot no, of I these think, villains... I think earlier, man. Older? Because, older because yeah. this is more this is war. World War yeah. II. Yeah, of course, kind of, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, then that puts it uh, early 50s or late 40s? Early 40s. Early 40s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, that rules out kind of Stan Lee as a creator, I would say. That's bit too early for him correct yes yeah. he's not listed um no no nah. right, 41 was the year mm-hmm. 41 was the year um obviously Marvel Comics two creators listed here two cre- uh, Steve Ditko no, no. Well, good guess no. though yeah that was, yep. that's right anyone else no. no one's one's pretty obvious big 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 not Kirby oh yeah really oh, wow, wow. Oh, okay uh, yep very cool I uh, feel like if you just went st- Kirby, Stanley, Ditko, you'd get three quarters of the Marvel Universe. Yes, like that. Yes. Uh, Joe Simon is also listed okay. as co-creator. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, first first appearance. Yeah. No. Captain America Comics number seven. Number seven. Oh, cool. yep. Nice yep. and early. Okay. Shane, this one isn't for you, Ben. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, the Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. Uh, that's got to be 1984. Correct. Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Yes. And he appeared in issue one. He did. Three for three. Well done. Well done, man. Good on you. (laughs) All right, Ben. Yep. Chief Palpatine. Chief Palpatine. Palpatine. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, So did we... Okay. So... uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll take physical or holographic (laughs) representation. Um, I'm going to say uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm not not the Star Wars man. My brother is, so... Because um, he, uh, he wasn't in uh, A New Hope, was he? No, he was not. No, no. So a return, Somewhere a re- in the middle, maybe. <laughs> uh, what, um, uh, it's played by an old woman and a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Get That's, out. It's true, isn't it? Is that Seriously? true? The, the hologram, yeah. The the because he appears as a hologram projection in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. And I believe it's it's the image. It's now been redone by George sure. Lucas, course, so they yeah. basically yep. got in McDermott back yep. to do it. But the the original one was like an old lady, and they put baboon eyes on top of her. Oh my god! Awesome. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Learn something new every day. I thought you were trying to legit Rattle throw you, me right? off. Yeah. Yeah, like... I, I, my intentions have been good all night. I, I misunderstood. Um, so it, Empire Strikes Back yes, is his first appearance? Yes. What year? Uh, year was uh, 80... No, 80... Just stick with 80, mate. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Landed. Yep. Uh, creator? Uh, George Lucas. Correct. Yeah, yeah nice. nice. All right, Frank. Yeah. Skeletor. Skeletor. Um, well, this is well, the, interesting. The this crea- is interesting. The creator yeah. is the big sticking yeah. point. Yeah, here. that's that's, that's I'll a take good one, one of two answers. So, Alan Oppheimer. Well, he voices him. He voices voice, voice. Sorry. Yeah. Um, is it Mark Taylor? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Mark Taylor. Yes. And then I think who's... I think for Skeletor, definitively, it's Mark Taylor, and even our friend Bong admits that. <laughs> he admits that in the documentary, he goes flat out. Yeah. Um, it was it was Taylor, right? I'm happy with Taylor as an answer. Yeah. That's, okay. that's terrific. Yeah. All right. So, well, debuted. Well, really. Well, um, was there comics 
No. Before? Well, so there's, the mini, there's the mini comics. Mini comics, but that the was... Toys. that They didn't predate the show, did they? No. They did. The they comics did? predated the yep. show. Okay. By a year. Yeah, pretty much. So what, Com- what year did the toys come out? Pretty much. Oh, uh, 1981. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So first appearance of mini comics, 81. Yep. Cool. And he was in the first mini comic. Yeah, that's that was what I wasn't sure about because I know he doesn't appear in all of them. But well, he he was most... a toy. It was a toy sort of. So he's you know, he's a physical toy and the comic. So he uh, oh, you're classing the toy as the appearance. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, his comic. He actually appeared in the mini comic that came with the toy. Oh, yeah. there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so same cool. here. Yep. Yeah. Right, Trent. This is my favorite villain from my favorite Ooh, okay. video game. Pressure. Setheroff. I don't even know who that is. Oh, <laughs> minus 200 points. <laughs> I'm out. I'm just gone. Get out. Get out. Uh, what does he look like? Visual description. Uh, big samurai looking dude. Big black cape. Long flowing silver hair. It's Final Fantasy. Yes, Final I Fantasy. want to say Final Fantasy... The most iconic Final Seven? Fantasy. Seven or eight? Seven. Advent Seven? Children? Yes, he's yeah. in the Advent Children movie. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got that. And I've watched half of it. <laughs> yeah, not the bit with Sephiroth. Well, I've heard it's I've, I've heard it's the game is brilliant. Yeah. And I got into a lot of the later Final Fantasy yeah. games, and I think they've done a remastered version of it Seven. coming out next year. Next year, yeah, I've, see, yeah. I've got it, and I'll, I've got it because I've heard so many good things about it. I'll get that, play it, and then answer your question. But no, um, <laughs> I look forward to it. Sephiroth uh, Seven's got to be almost. I mean, the graphics are still pretty good. They're always good. They're always leading edge. Um, I reckon this has sort of got to be around the mid 2000s. I'm going to say 2007. We're thinking PlayStation One here. Yeah. So is it earlier than seven? Yeah, it would be. So 2003. No, much earlier actually. Still, 1999. 97. Oh, is that is that when it came? Because it yeah. came out around the same time as 64. One, yeah. Didn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, it was the competing console. Epic game, four discs, and just <laughs> half of my life invested. In it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, Square Enix. Nomura is the creator of okay. uh, Sethoroff. Yeah. Yep. Ben. Yep. Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk. Uh, now that is. Um, is that Breaking Bad? That's Daredevil. Dead. Is it Daredevil? Is it? Fisk. Very associated Fisk. with Daredevil, but didn't begin with Daredevil. Uh, okay, uh, Fisk. King, it's Kingpin. It's Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. Right, okay, Kingpin. Gosh, when did he come around? Um, so he is definitely Daredevil's arch nemesis in the as a, a first appearance. No, no, sounds no. like it started somewhere else. Okay. Another Spider Man. Yes, it's yeah, Spider-Man. okay, yes. yep, yes. right. Uh, oh gosh, so I reckon would Stan Lee have done? Stanley does have his name attached to it. Yep. Another very famous artist. His son's also in the business. Artist. Eisner? No. No. Artist. Okay. No, I'm not sure. I mean, I'd be calling... Because I know Frank Miller did Daredevil for a while, but that was in the 80s. later, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not... Anyone want to take a stab? I've got nothing. No. So no. He turned up in 67, uh, co-created with uh, John Romata Sr., Right. Uh, Blank looks. Yeah, it's ringing a vague oh, The name is familiar, but... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 50 was his first appearance. Oh, cool. Ah. Cool. All right, so the last one here we'll do as a group effort, boys. Yeah, so, okay. Let's uh, do it. This one, very, very left of field. <laughs> Murky and Lurky. So, wow, so, this so is really... <laughs> we, might, we might be a bit young. <laughs> Murky and Lurky. Um, this is an 80s property. 
a toy it's not, property. It's not uh, wacky races, is it? No, it's not. I oh. saw some wacky races scale extrix today. Okay, that was cool. Like right. with them, um, was he Muttley and yeah, Dastardly, 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 Dastardly and, and Muttley, Penelope yeah. Pitstop. Is it? It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, not. Uh, not Bucky O'Hare. What's the other one? Um, that other. Uh, You've got them. You've got them all mint on card. I probably do. Dick yeah. Tracy. I'd be very no, surprised if no. you do. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'm thinking... Uh, if you watch Robot Chicken, there's a terrific episode they did with, uh, with this character in it. A lot of blank looks here, boys. No, nah, I've got yeah. nothing. I've got nothing. It's not... okay, Are we so doing there's... like Hanna-Barbera era sort of stuff? Yeah, that, that sort of era. That's sort, of sort of associated with it. Nah. Nah, this, I'd be this, guessing. It's a property of Hallmark cards, believe it or not. And it comes from the Rainbow Bright. Rainbow oh, Bright. That's oh. right. uh, also bad for not yeah. getting that. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking Earthworm Jim. Oh, you Earthworm know, Jim. like those, okay. those wacky, right. you know, yeah, yeah. one character and then they got the little sidekick right. next to them. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Murky's actually a character voiced by Peter Cullen. There you go. Oh, there you go. Wow. There you go. Add that to his list of 200 <laughs> yeah, voice characters or 400 or something. Yeah, it's huge. Scotty, that was awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for Great putting stuff, that together. Man. Love it. My pleasure, gentlemen. And agreeing to come on and do that in person because we were tossing around the idea. Scott's like, what What do I do now to get this uh, you know, Happening. quiz yeah. going? And yeah. I'm like, well, come on. You're yeah. an Adelaide Adelaide lad, yeah, come local. on in, yeah, and, absolutely, and come on down, chat it over. So that was that was fantastic. We probably, well, I think we didn't embarrass ourselves, but uh, we certainly didn't ace it. We got a, a passing grade, but only barely. Yeah, so, and I think probably know, like, through, like, like most of my schoolyard days. Yeah, <laughs> but that that's all good. Well, if the opportunity presents itself, I could dumb it down a little bit for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know our level now. now. You know kind of where to pinch it. Yep, <laughs> kind of just just dial it back a few a few pegs. Um, but I mean. As you can see, this is all legit. Every Toy Power quiz we've ever done is legit. We, when it's not set up, they're all genuine questions. There's a bit of extra cheating whenever Davey's on the show. Yes. But, uh, yeah. but like it's just a, a few hand gestures and so forth. <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. That is awesome, Scotty. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, in and being man. a guest on Toy Power. We really enjoyed having you on. It was wonderful. It's been an honour to, to have me here, gentlemen. Thank you so much for inviting me over and... Hopefully one day I'll get back to the uh, Frank Martin Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Scotty. And Beautiful. to all our listeners, big shout out to everyone. Massive thank you to all our patrons uh, who Scotty here is one of that, that contribute their hard-earned and we're just blown Absolutely. away by the, the support we get from, from these guys. Um, thank you for your support. And for all our listeners that come back and listen to Toy Power, great to have you on board. We will see you around uh, the toy. Just one thing, we've got uh, two weeks' time. We've got Brett's uh, Comic and Toy Fair. Yes. So uh, that's got, must plug that. Really looking forward to it. Uh, Frank and myself will be selling there. What's the date for that? It's the public holiday. It's the public holiday, Monday. October the, I'm going to say 7th. It's a Monday, the right? Monday, yeah, yeah, something so like the, that. The public holiday in October. Yeah, the first. Whatever that day yeah. is, Proclamation Day or something. Yep, Labor Day. We, Labor Day. Yeah, generally don't know what it is, but yes, happy to it, take it, the day. It off. is the yep. seventh. Good yep. seventh. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yep. Get on down. It is in Marden, so about what seven kilometers out of the city, not far. Yep. Just mm-hmm. down uh, Paynham Road there. Free so parking. Free parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Couple beautiful. of dollars to get in. It is yeah. like you know, I mean, Mega Toy Swap Meet is the biggest in the calendar year here, but this is a, a, a top shelf event. Brett always puts on a great show. Always punching really high above his weight for mm. something like this so it's 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 big it's good there's lots of good prices and lots of good variety so you yeah, love I went it yeah I went along uh, earlier in the year that's where I met you yeah, guys exactly. and it's really well laid out yeah. it's it's big environment it's I found a little bit more uh, inviting than sort of the previous 
places. That mm. Yeah, previous so venue. It's a good, better venue. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Bit of breathing space between uh, you and the next vendor across, which yeah. is great. So, yep. yeah, yep. very cool. So get on down, and we will hopefully see you there. Good and- journey. <laughs> You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.